I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'd heard of panic attacks. I didn't know they were so intense. I, If I'm honest, hadn't had that much empathy for people beforehand who had said they were suffering with panic attacks because I was just like okay well go and calm down then which now I would be livid if someone said to me it's mentally yours from Ellen and Yvette a podcast on your mental health you surely won't regret it's mentally 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 yours mentally yours mentally yours Hi everyone, welcome to Mentally Yours. This is Metro.co.uk's weekly mental health podcast and I'm Yvette Castor. This week I'm going to be chatting to Anya Meyerwitz. She's a freelance journalist and PR coach who suffers from severe anxiety. We're going to be chatting about panic attacks and why looking after your mental health is a marathon and not a sprint. I'd, I've kind of always been slightly anxious I wouldn't have called it an anxiety disorder but definitely on the anxious side of things um but I was it was in my first job and it was in digital marketing and my boss had gone away and she hadn't handed anything really over to me and I got a phone call from the another big paper and they said we need this ad by this time and I had no idea and then basically thought that I was having a heart attack um and didn't really know what it was I'd I'd heard of panic attacks I didn't know they were so intense I if I'm honest hadn't had that much empathy for people beforehand who had said they were suffering with panic attacks because I was just like okay well go and calm down then which now I would be livid if someone said to me yeah it kind of it spiraled and I rung 111 and they said have you been on a flight recently and I said yes they said well we think it's a blood clot please come in, which is obviously the worst thing to say to someone with anxiety. So I went in and they prescribed me beta blockers. And yeah, and it kind of, it took a while to to cool down. I took myself off the beta blockers quite quickly because they, for me personally, 
just didn't have great side effects and they made me feel slightly depressed, which, which I don't suffer with. Um, so I took them off and tried to find alternative means and then kind of kept it really at a manageable level. And I, you know, had flare ups over those six years and there are definitely things that, that kind of came up where it spiked, but generally managed to keep it at a manageable level until last year where it all kind of peaked again. So what happened last year? So last year I went on a big trip for work and it was really amazing, but it was a lot of kind of traveling here for two days and then going back here and going back there and going back here. And I um, got tonsillitis, which I get a lot, and kind of came back, wasn't feeling very well, pushed myself to go to an exercise class because exercise was always one of the things that always helped me. So part of my anxiety is health anxiety. So obviously when I struggle with tonsillitis or anything else, it really kind of hits kind of a higher note. So I went to an exercise class to try and help myself. Obviously wasn't very well and afterwards sort of passed out, felt really dizzy, basically had symptoms that really mimicked a panic attack. And that just completely sent me spiraling. Um, I had to take time off work. When I did try and go into work, my I'd have to leave crying. I couldn't go into meetings because I suddenly felt trapped. I would have to, I spent a huge amount of money getting Ubers home because I'd try and make it into work. I'm freelance. So I was always kind of a bit nervous about not going into work and I love my job. So actually it wasn't kind of, it never feels like a bad thing going into work. So I kept trying to go in, getting Ubers home. I kept trying to make social plans, cancelling them. And it just got worse and worse and worse and worse. I didn't want to leave the house. If I knew that I was about to leave the house, I would be sick. So sort of, it was actually this second time around, second time of huge kind of panic attacks, it was worse than the first time, which was surprising because I kind of, and I, and I talk about anxiety a lot as part of my job. I think I was always sort of had the idea that I had it under control. And I was like, I know what I'm talking about. I do this, I do that, I do that. I read about this. I talk to other people about it. It's not going to happen to me again in that way. I've completely got a handle on it. And I would listen to other people's stories about how they were having panic attacks. And I would say, you know, you can just do this, this and this, and this will really help you. Um, So I think when it happened again to me, it was just a total, total shock. What have you found that actually has helped the most recent time? So... I tried, so I became increasingly desperate because things that I normally do that really help me. So I did um, a mindfulness, six week mindfulness course when I first had a, um, a big bout of anxiety and that was absolutely revolutionary for me then. And I still, you know, think that it's an unbelievable tool for people. So I thought, oh, I'll just do, you know, some anchoring breathing and it didn't work. All these kind of things that I used to really, you know, my toolbox of things just stopped working. So... I yeah became increasingly desperate. I um, tried EFT, where you tap on energy meridians to sort of release emotion, and you can do it for things like pain, and you can do it for kind of memories. So people have ha- who have had kind of trauma in their childhood might do it to help kind of release that pent up. Yeah, so I tried EFT. I tried something called an Alpha Stim. Have you heard of that? It's a cranial device, so you clip it to both ears. It looks a little bit kind of 
black mirror. You Mm -hmm. clip it to both ears and it sends waves through your brain and it basically shrinks your nervous system back to size. And I had to wear it for an hour a day. It's at the beginning, it feels very odd. You kind of feel a bit nauseous and a bit dizzy. But then I found that to be pretty helpful. Um, I tried really, really hard to kind of manage my freelance workload, which is always the last thing that I ever do. Because again, I like my job. And I think that freelance mentality is like, yes, yes, take take on more, take on more, take on this, just take on that. So I tried really hard to kind of lower that back down. Obviously, I couldn't turn to exercise. And I still struggle with exercise because that was a trigger um, for that whole kind of spiraling out of control with my anxiety. So that all kind of I couldn't do any of the normal things I would do even yoga I tried to go to a few yoga classes and ended up having to um run out I also tried key or or chi so that is basically and I will just caveat that that I'm not 100% sure how effective it was for me um and kind of if you if someone was thinking about it you definitely do need to look into it and it's not sort of backed by any medical um science but that is basically um, where they unblock energy blockages within your body. Um, and so I sent my boyfriend first because I was anxious about it in, in kind of true anxious style. So I sent him first and I said, you go, you see what it is because I had no idea how it worked, what it was. To me, unblocking a, you know, a blockage sounded like something quite um, intense. So I sent him and he said, oh, he came out and he said, oh, I had a 70% energy blockage and I was like wow you're really blocked and then I went and I had a 90% (laughs) blockage um just below my ribs so um I don't know I did definitely feel calm afterwards but I don't know if it sort of had any lasting impact on my anxiety if I'm honest um but so yeah and then a whole other range range of things I counted once and it was it was something like 50 something different things that I tried to do Mm. to help myself in that period yeah I think a lot of people have tried sort of all different kinds of things whether it's you know the more mainstream things which is you know going to the GP and having pills Mm. and therapy or whether it's alternative things I mean on the podcast recently we've talked about all sorts of things you know like acupuncture and Mm. sound therapy and all sorts Mm. and I suppose it's just a matter of sort of trying what you think works for you has there been anything um that you do now that to kind of consistently stay well so I use the alpha stim mm-hmm. most days um I put it on for an hour you can do anything in it you just can't drive so I put it on while I put my makeup on in the morning um and that um and I'm quite a believer in kind of active recovery but that is very it's a very passive thing you literally grip it on you don't know that you're wearing it but actually I think that having been through this second bout of anxiety and maybe understanding a little bit about how it can manifest differently has made me kind of reflect and feel that perhaps in that first instance when I had anxiety I then came away with very strong opinions about well this is how you should manage anxiety but actually it manifested very differently for me a second time and so actually I kind of changed that I wouldn't call it snobbery but just kind of that idea that you need to kind of be active about things and um in order to recover properly and just kind of relinquish myself to the alpha stim and 
being passive with that and that I found that incredibly incredibly helpful um I try and do 10 minutes of mindfulness as much as I can and the other thing that happened when I was super anxious is that I just couldn't even do 10 minutes so I downloaded um an app where you do active um mindfulness so it will ask you for four things that you're grateful for today because I read a whole thing about how you can't feel anxious if you're feeling grateful um and it asks you to you know draw the most relaxing scene you can think of and all kinds of things um rather than just trying to shut your eyes because obviously if you're pulsing with adrenaline your eye you you know shutting your eyes is one of the hardest being still is one of the hardest things to do so have you been done any of the more traditional routes in terms of things like therapy and yeah, pills or that sort of thing? So I was in the first instance prescribed diazepam. Okay. They gave me one box worth and then they said, come back because obviously I'd gone to A&E. So I hadn't been prescribed them by my GP. Mm. So they just gave me enough to kind of get me through. And then they said, you need to go and make an appointment with your uh, GP. But when I went to my GP and I said, you know, I've been having these side effects from them and, you know, I would I would wake up and cry because there wasn't avocado, which actually isn't that abnormal for me. But but kind of they, they gave me all sorts of other side of I felt nauseous, all kinds of things. And I lo- know lots of people that use them and swear by them and they absolutely work for them. But for me, they kind of had a, a funny impact. So when I went to my GP, my GP actually recommended CBT, which I then went to after that. Ah, so CBT. Yes. Have you been doing that? What have you found helpful? Or did you not find it helpful? I did find it helpful. I think, again, with all these things, it's practice. Same with EFT. It's that accumulative um, effect. So when I'm in a really, really bad place, I do them and I think they're great. And then when I feel a bit better, I'm like, great, off I go again. And I'll go to this and I'll go to that. And I, I, don't, I could do it, but I don't have time because I could actually just pitch this article or I could do this thing instead. I, th- I found, I find, you know, things like CBT and EFT um, and all kinds of different techniques that I've learned in therapy, really, really, really useful. It's more for me about in the moment, just remembering to use them. Um, And so if I'm out of the habit of that, then it can often, it it often doesn't cross my mind in the middle of a kind of a panic to go to those techniques. So I thought it was really interesting what you were saying earlier about um, anxiety in the workplace. Mm -hmm. What kind of things do you think people could do to support people who have anxiety in the workplace? Because I think some people are just totally clueless, really. Mm. So that's a really interesting question because a big part of my job um, is talking about anxiety and writing about anxiety. And I'm very open about it in general. I'm very happy to talk about it. I'm very happy to say I have anxiety. But when last year I had this huge episode, I actually was really surprised that I felt like I really didn't want to share with people in the office because I didn't want them to feel that I couldn't do my job. And I was always saying, oh, this big thing happened to me six years ago. And this is, you know, it was always a sort of story of of success almost. Um, I know that sounds incredibly conceited, but it was almost, I kind of overcome this huge thing and now I was just managing it. So to suddenly say oh, actually, it's come back around and I can't come in today or I've had to go and sit in a meeting room on my own because I'm crying and shaking, felt really, really vulnerable. Um, And I didn't want to tell people. So what I did is I told a colleague who I really trust. She sort of knew dribs and drabs anyway because I was obviously missing a lot of work, but told her and I said, I'm going to go home now because I can't be here anymore. 
please can you tell the rest of the people that are around us so I didn't have to be there to kind of field questions I didn't have to be there to see people's reactions because I think you can be sort of nervous about people's reactions and there will be lots of people that will absolutely empathize with you and then there will be people that just will not get it um but if you don't know that then I think it's better. So I only know the people that have come up to me when they've then seen me in the office to say, oh, hey, I had this and, you know, this is what I did or I've never had it, but let me know if you need anything. So you're less sort of aware about who has had what response. So I found that really, really useful. Um, I also think that just getting outside for two minutes sometimes if you feel something coming on instead of trying to push through it you know you don't need to be the hero it is okay to just say okay I feel a bit funny I'm just gonna go and tell everyone that I'm going to get a coffee and then just go outside and get some air for two minutes try and walk off the adrenaline just reset a little bit I found that incredibly helpful instead of pushing it to a point where you're actually about to have a full-blown panic attack or you are having a full-blown panic attack just learning to recognize the signs and taking that but even just going to the loo for two minutes putting your headphones in listening to some sort of breathing and if you can't do that I have um, found several playlists on Spotify and also um, whale music playlists that I'll just put in at my desk no one knows what you're listening to no one has any idea and just kind of try and shut things out a little bit I it it is expensive but I invested in some noise cancelling headphones and sometimes I just put the white noise on and I find that really helpful as well are there any particular tips as well that you give to um, colleagues or bosses of people I would firstly say don't crowd someone I I I think that your initial instinct particularly if you're a kind kind of caring person and you care about your colleague it feels quite instinctive to go and put your arm around someone or to kind of go over and lean in and actually when you're feeling really panicked it it feels quite claustrophobic already it feels like the world is closing in so then to physically have people closing in feels slightly funny I would just say to someone just remind them do you need to go outside would you like to go outside would you like me to get anything because you feel so out of control when you have anxiety in so many ways that just being given that little bit of rather than just saying I brought you this and I've brought you that let's go here let's go outside which can be that kind of nurturing instinct that's a really nice thing to have putting the kind of choice in their hands can often feel I know for me it has a really big impact if someone or even if someone just emails me and says do you need to go outside I find really really helpful Um, and the other thing is as well I think that it can be very easy to fall into the therapist role um, and sort of say oh well my dad's uncle's brother has anxiety and he does this and I think it'd be really great and I definitely have fallen into that kind of trap before so I'm not judging it in any way but I think that actually you don't yet you're not someone's therapist you don't need to kind of save someone and sometimes doing that sort of diminishes what that person is experiencing because if someone says don't worry just do this 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 and this it's then very difficult to say well actually that doesn't work and I'm feeling this this and this so just so rather than doing that just really validating something something that someone says and saying I don't have anxiety but I can imagine that would be awful what do you need would you like me to get something something for you I would find really helpful so this is goodbye from mentally yours so go
If you've been struggling with any of the issues we've been chatting about today, please call the Samaritans. They're on 116123. Also, you can find them online at samaritans.org. See you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.